0: And good morning and welcome to VSA Capital Tech, uh, not Tech and Transition. That's Thursday. I've got completely complete the wrong thing. It's the five-minute morning miner. It's uh, Wednesday the 7th of June. And I was confused really because Paul and Ollie obviously are both on holiday. So I'm delighted today that we've got Alison Turner who runs the VSA Capital uh, Mining Fund. Good morning, Alison.
1: Good morning, Andrew.
0: Uh, I'm actually slightly confused as I was cooking dinner for my ladies tennis team last night. It was a late night. Anyway, enough of that. Let's talk about mining. Now, look, um obviously we're not going to talk about specific news today not that there is any actually there's none out today anyway um but you know we uh, we've known each other a long time Alison. you know i have a lot of time for your uh stock selection capabilities in fact i do remember when you were ranked number one in StarMine uh when you were working with me at blue war and StarMine, of course ranks on your stock selection results rather than just what people think of you so it's actually the really important one so uh Anyway, look, um, that was a long time ago. So we, but the bottom right. line is we know each other 15 years. How do you see the market actually maybe now compared to when we, we were working together 15 years ago? Because there are similarities and dissimilarities, aren't there?
1: Exactly. I mean, I think that's a good question. I think um, g- looking back at that time, you know, there was the talk of the super cycle and then there was an enormous exuberance. And um what we saw in the sector at that time was, you know, not only valuations high, but capital raising. You know, if you wanted to raise a hundred million dollars for a mining company in London, it really wasn't a challenge to do that. The capital was available. There was a huge amount of interest in the junior mining sector, um, not just exploration, but you know, sort of moving into developments and, but also earlier stage. And it appears to me that although metal prices are high um, at the moment, you know. Uh, across the board uh, with, a, with a few exceptions, you know the copper price is high, the nickel price is very high. You don't see that same exuberance, um, particularly not in London. Um, I mean I think there are some areas where you see a little bit of that, you know maybe some of the copper, a little bit of M&A happening. certainly in lithium you have had a bit more excitement, but it doesn't have that same kind of bubble feel, certainly or kind of exuberant feel.
0: Yeah, I mean I think is is that I mean I think the mining sector has been hit very hard in particular, but obviously markets in general, of course, we've seen a massive de-equitization. So I suppose the other question I'd ask I'd have to ask you here is that has in other equities, general equities, a lot of it has moved to private equity. we haven't seen that actually in mining though, have we?
1: Um, yeah, not. No, I mean, not. There is quite a bit of activity. Certainly, when you see companies going out to raise capital, it's more likely that they're getting it from private equity funds than sort of generalist um, investors. So, I mean, I suppose to that extent there is, but but certainly there's not a huge pool of capital there either. You know, it's a, a small handful um, of, of funds investing privately as well. So, I think. Um, yeah i i think it's less a question of moving off market and and more a question of um it feels as though the market's failing to see the excitement this time around it's it's sort of okay prices are high but will they still be high you know in a couple of years time and so we're not kind of going to bake that in um we don't want to invest earlier stage um a bit more caution and then i think you seeing that also from the majors and then that sort of floats into um, why equity investors perhaps don't don't sort of have the same level of excitement is that the majors have been very cautious this time around. They are spending less um, on building new things than they're bringing in in free cash flow. Um which, I, I mean, I guess you could say, well, well, quite rightly so, but certainly that wasn't the case before. You know, before they were saying we're gearing up for a super cycle. We want to add 50 percent capacity over the next three years. You know, where's the growth coming from? There's, there's very little talk of growth. And, and many of the, the majors have a kind of a very flat uh, production profile going forward and so what they are building or buying is kind of more replacement than actually growth um, and and that sort of filters then back to the juniors because if a major is not going to come along and buy out your project you know how how are you going to what do you do next
0: well I, I guess that's the big question is, is what do you do next where is we are a lot of people talking about a sort of a squeeze coming on, but you're, you're right no one seems to be investing in mining at the moment they haven't really been investing in mining for the last virtually 15 years since, as you pointed out, and sort of 2007, 2008, when we were working together then, um, you know, money was freely available. Are we going to end up in a massive crunch point? Is it going to stop the whole transitional energy revolution? And, or will we somehow find all these battery and critical metals somehow else? I mean, what, what is going to happen? Because at the moment, we are heading for this almighty crunch, it feels, where the just aren't enough commodities to supply the demand and we'll see actually prices rocket to levels that really shouldn't exist uh, and then there'll be a mad scramble or, or is that just me being hopeful for the future
1: I feel, yeah i mean i think there, there probably is a bit of that but i think um certainly the way i see it is that you've got a combination of those kind of um secular changes Um, but then also cyclical um, factors that, that, you know, to some extent are moving in the other direction. So if you look at something like, I don't know, graphite, you know, those, because of the extent of the demand from battery raw materials, those secular change is going to, you know, way kind of outweigh any sort of cyclical weakness. But if you look at something like copper, which is the one area actually where people have got on board and sort of built the capacity, you know, a lot of the, the larger mining companies, when they look at the energy transition and they see the opportunity but then, oh, but we don't really know lithium, and it's not really our space. And graphite is very sort of small and niche and off the side. And mm, cobalt is a bit tricky. So, but copper, you know, we know copper, and we like that. And so they kind of have invested in that space. So I think, you know, you'll start to see quite a wide divergence between what's happening across even the transition metals. Um, and things, you know, certain of those that will, as you say, just go through the roof and be a huge crunch point. Um, but then perhaps others where, you know, the, the story has sort of slightly played out already, particularly lithium and, and maybe copper.
0: No, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, of those that don't know you, but may be able to guess from your accent, you obviously uh, were originally, well, you, I think mean, you are South African technically, but you obviously lived in Johannesburg um, and you worked, uh, I think it was with BHP out there, didn't you work? Um, I did in,
1: yeah, in aluminium.
0: Yeah, so um but obviously you've also got Sabanya out there as the big major there. And Sabania actually made it very clear they want to get into these um critical and battery metals. But I mean, with your sort of major's hat on, I know it was a long time ago, I mean, would you be trying to persuade BHP, look, you've got to start looking it may only it seem small, but you've got to start making investments into this area.
1: Uh, You know, I would think so. You know, to my mind, what could end up happening is that those larger mining companies are somewhat left behind. um, You know, where they they remain um, extremely heavily focused on, um, you know, less so coal. They've kind of tried to sort of scramble out of coal as quickly as they can. Um, But uh, certainly iron ore, copper you know, a little bit of zinc, you know, they're very heavily concentrated in their portfolios, and to some extent on, you know, things that perhaps aren't going to really drive the next uh, leg up in the mining space.
0: And, you know, I think Sabania are actually showing you can actually deploy an awful lot of money into this space, because, you know, if you go and build a You haven't got to necessarily just mine. Some of the miners like Sabania, are going uh, downstream and building lithium hydroxide plants and things like this. And you can commit billions of dollars to do that.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the mining companies traditionally have really uh, shied away from going downstream. And and perhaps rightly so. You know, it's quite a different skill set. But certainly on the transition metals, we're seeing a much more of a trend uh, towards Companies, be they juniors or the larger lithium companies, whatever you know, that that really are trying to do um, as much of that value chain as possible. Um, and I think particularly companies looking and saying, well, if we don't do that, then our only choice is to sell into China. Um, and you know, uh, strategically, is that the right answer? Um, but if we wait for someone else to develop downstream and it doesn't happen, then we have no offtake. Um, so we have to do it ourselves. Um, and they seem to be being rewarded by the market for that. Although I think we've yet to see people really successfully build it out and show that they can make a success of it.
0: Well, so far, we're also seeing, you know, actually the end users like the automotive companies starting to get involved in the downstream part of mining. And then for the mining, I mean, there's quite a big change coming. I'll tell you what, Alison, we try and keep this short. It's a five minute morning miner. We talk for 10 minutes. I think what we should do is because there's a lot more questions I'd like to ask you is I'd like to ask you back in again tomorrow morning, if that's all right.
1: Yes, that's absolutely fine. I'd I'd be happy to be back.
0: Very good. Well, we'll carry on questioning Alison uh, tomorrow morning. We'll maybe get a bit more stock specific. If anybody's listened to this and has any specific questions for Alison, do DM me and I'll ask them to her. But Alison, thanks and speak tomorrow.
1: Your pleasure. Cheers, Andrew.